welcome back to the Foxfire Farmhouse. We are glad that you are here with us today. Quite glad. Bit of a cold snap that's come through here mm-hmm. in, the, in the farmhouse. Very cold. Yep. So uh, it's chilly. The door is frozen shut. We can't get out. Nope. We're stuck. And so since we can't do any farming of the Foxfire, we thought we would just go ahead and sit down and record some episodes. Might as well. If the fire gets a little too low, we'll have to stop and move on to the next one. The real so. danger will be that we can't make any more coffee. Yeah. That's the, the danger. <laughs> <laughs> that will kill us. That will kill us. Yep. Will be the death of us. Yep. If only we can get the old lady in the corner to make us another fresh pot of coffee. Yeah. She won't do anything no. for us. No, yeah. she won't. No. She just snores and <laughs> sleeps over in the corner. <laughs> Tells us to be quiet. Pipe <laughs> <laughs> down over there. Well, this is uh, this is another another week at the at the farmhouse, and uh, with another week at the farmhouse comes more news about the movies. All the news, all the news. So what's but what's uh, what are we going to talk? What we can't we are not a news service, so we're not going to no. provide people the news, but we can comment on news. So what yeah. news should we comment on today? Well, fairly thematic. Bioshock is getting its own film adaptation, mm. long awaited, very long awaited. Overdue. Um, very vague on what it will be about other than it will be a, based around the Bioshock franchise. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, what they're going to do with it. Uh, previously, uh, what was the filmmaker that was supposed to Gore do it? Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Uh, the director of the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Rango. Rango. Lone Ranger. Yep. Underrated so. classic. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> he's, he's the, uh, he was the one who was slated to do it and they, I don't know what all those production troubles were but it's been in the works for a long time and just didn't happen yeah the first bioshock came out a long time ago at this point yeah it'd be nice to know that date but i don't the first bioshock game is that what you're saying 2007 2007 2007 that was when the first bioshock came out there you go that's pre uh yeah it's pre modern warfare one or the first pretty early it's one of the one of the first uh yeah yeah. it definitely plays like that plays little more clunky than what call of duty came out with that's true uh yeah. but yeah i'm excited for it it looks like they're eyeing chris evans for the lead and so ah, that'd be fun yeah he'd bring, be a good uh yeah he, he would he would, he has that like uh he can do that grizzly type personality troubled troubled but yeah. virtuous yeah, yeah yeah right rises above mm-hmm. so got that snow piercer vibe going yeah there you i imagine go. he'll wear a beanie and grow a beard for this <laughs> yeah, role yeah. regardless grow a beard <laughs> so yeah exactly we'll see cool well we'll be here when uh, bioshock comes out indeed we will cool things so what have you been finding cool this week well this week has been filled with much pre- preparation for a D session D D. D. oh no D. yeah anyway i'm excited for it um i've been uh playing D for quite a long time dungeon mastering so I uh, I build the worlds, for those who don't know. The Dungeon Master runs... The players play their own characters, and the Dungeon Master plays everybody else. So I get to play all of your NPCs and little ruffians running around, enemies, bad guys, big bad guys, and design the world, the dungeons, everything that you guys are running through. So Nice. It's like you guys are playing around in the author's mind. That's pretty it's, sweet. It's a lot of fun. It's like an active active uh, story. Yeah. It's all playing I'm, out in real time. Yeah, I'm just relying on... Some of the some pre work I'm doing in the Forgotten Realms. If you ever read any of the Legend of Dritz books, no, huh? Yeah, 
really good books. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Sweet. it. Looking yeah, forward to having this will some... be my first uh, yeah. D&D session ever. Josh is joining. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've corrupted another one. <laughs> yeah. What will my wife say <laughs> when, when I come back? Will I be the same man? Yeah, but much nerdier. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, that's that's really nerdy. You're going to think it's so cool, though. Awesome. And I'll fool you. Sweet. You'll come back to play awesome. more. <laughs> Speaking of D&D, yeah. totally unrelated. My thing that's cool this week is this pouch of D&D tokens. So for those of you watching on YouTube and those of you here on the podcast, I'll shake the coinage. So we bought these uh, D&D tokens because we wanted it. We just recently got a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Uh, My son obviously loves play. I say obviously. I think most boys love playing PlayStations or Xbox or things like that. So playing any form of game. Yeah, I mean that was me as a kid, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> it didn't take it didn't take the modern technology. I could be enthralled with uh, Zelda or anything. So yeah. so as long as there's a good story and something going on that's fun, fun mechanics. I'm good. I'm Boys in. will be found. So uh, <laughs> he's obviously wanting to play, and we're trying to figure out. Uh, we we've been restricting it to the weekends, but we're like, okay, we want to leverage this desire to play uh, into getting go. him to do other things, <laughs> <laughs> primarily reading. There so he's good at he he knows how to read obviously and he uh he's good at reading but he just doesn't want to sit down and do it. Mm. So we decided one of the ways that we can motivate him to do it is by paying him tokens. So our our system here it is here it is of the, <laughs> yeah. the system hack is that we pay him one of these gold tokens yeah. for for two pages. Yeah. And they have to be a book approved by us, which yeah. is primarily like a chapter book. Oh, for, so he can't you know, read so like his just, little yeah, sister's yeah. book. That's no, no, like, no, that's not going to, that's not going to cut it. on it. And then each of the tokens <laughs> is five minutes on the PlayStation. Oh, and then he can cash it. In. Now he can only still only cash it on on the weekends. So he's, you know, yeah. limited in that way. But, uh, so I bought a, bought a pouch of 50 tokens. Like you're running around with pesos over there with yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> how much those are <laughs> yeah, worth. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, so Can I, I have uh, a copper, sir? <laughs> Here, five, minutes. five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> Take it. So, uh, we, so, so we, we have these ready. That's good. Week number one. He's like, I'm going to get all of them. And, yep. and, and we're like, oh, you're going to get, okay, you're, wow, so sweet, build good, that's awesome. Nice and then, uh, then we're like, account. well, but by uh, by Saturday, you're going to want to play. You're going to want to spend some of those. He's like, no, I'm going to wait till I have all of them. And then it turns out he read like nuts and got all of 50 tokens that we had for this weekend. <laughs> so like, now he's, gonna, <laughs> that's, anyway, he's got a lot. Lesson in so, economics for you. <laughs> Yeah. so this kid is highly motivated good he's not to read to and, his and money he's really too. enjoying the reading yeah so his he started with hank the cow dog oh yeah and now he's uh, he went on to his next one and so this week instead of like taking a week and a couple days to finish taking the cow dog he did it in like three <laughs> so anyway now we ordered more bags of tokens yeah and currently he has this is his bag actually he's you got, have to say sorry got, there was a recession and slash depression and these are no, only these worth coins one aren't worth minute as now much, they're not worth as much as <laughs> no. we used to, they used to be yeah we're gonna teach him some more economics lessons yeah. but right now he has 102 of these things <laughs> so i don't know if that's a parent win or a parent fail oh my gosh Man, so that's can, a lot that's a that's yeah. 500 minutes worth of <laughs> playstation time this weekend that's good so he's gonna you know he's that's good we i gotta, mean most kids play that daily so like the, in our yeah. culture so <laughs> so we'll see we have to figure out what to do with it but it's yeah, yeah. so anyway if you're a parent and you're trying to motivate your kid idea. That's, a, that's a that's an idea good. cash that one away 
And now, our feature presentation. Well, speaking of video games, we are getting on into the uh, topic of today, which is talking about Bioshock Infinite. We have oh, mentioned yeah. this before uh, a couple times on the program, and we are going to today talk about the story and the game and uh, just kind of all, all of it. It's, yeah. it's a big, complicated game. So how about, how about you start by just describing maybe putting Bioshock Infinite in context with the movie, with the uh, Bioshock and Bioshock 2, just kind of the general yeah. world. So it's it works more like a... It's a bit of a spoiler. But I, I mean, it works in like a way that like... Uh, it's going to be a spo- spoiler. Yeah. Just, yeah, this is a spoiler discussion it. of the game. It's like if you really, really want to get it, like then go play it. But this game's been out for a while, so... Um, yeah, don't blame us. Basically, it's, uh, it takes place in, within the multiverse of uh the bioshock universe and the the first two games are linear and they uh they follow a a story that takes place in the same world and uh the first game the implications that happen there happen in the second game Uh, and those games take place in rapture which is a city underwater uh built by like a very uh uh, it's like turn of the century, I, I guess, to give you a setting of the yeah. time. So like it's that private eye, Walther kind of running around uh, vibe. You got right. big band music Speakies playing. And yeah. Stuff like that. Prohibition yeah. era. So there's a lot yeah. of like that kind of swing kind of vibe to it. Um, but anyway, the first first game takes place in Rapture City under underwater. And there's a lot of debauchery and things that happen there that lead to the, the downfall of that city. Um, and this game takes place in a city in the sky in a city uh, called columbia yeah Yeah, the floating city that has uh seceded from the united states of america and uh but holds to it promises to be like what america should have been and it holds to some values uh pretty strongly that we'll start discussing but anyway yeah so it came out in 2013 this is pre- Pre-Trump, right? So mm-hmm. it would sound very Trumpish to yes. begin talking about the because it is kind of a "Make America Great Again" yeah. style uh, world that mm-hmm. is that has been created. Yeah, it's, it's like a liberal's by, nightmare of twenty twenty one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's led by a man named uh, I forget his first name. But it's Com. Is it Jeffrey? Uh, it's Jeffrey uh, Zachary Comstock. Zachary Comstock. Yeah, and he's the one who has kind it's of like created this world. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone looks to him for guidance for how mm-hmm. everything's supposed to be. Yep. He kind of has an Abraham Lincoln vibe to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Like a, a, he's like got a combined, great white beard, like a Moses. Combine. Yeah. Combine Lincoln and Charlton Heston from <laughs> the yeah. Ten Commandments, and that's kind of yeah. Who you have. He's a he's a larger yeah. than life kind of prophet, holy figure. He speaks in very biblical kind of language. This grand like uh, these and thous and. Uh, very KJV, like an old timey preacher. Yeah. yeah, like a yeah, one of those like old like revivalists. That's I think that's that's a good yeah yeah good way to think. And about there them. and there are revivalists and preachers in this world, so yeah. it's not you know this is he's it's also present there. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so yeah. you've got this. So the game starts and you are launched. You are down on Earth mm-hmm. and are told that you can you got to bring back this girl to wipe away the dead. Yep. And that's the goal. So you have, you don't know what the debt is. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You are Booker DeWitt. Yep. And you are a rowboat the, towards a stormy lighthouse. Yep. And you get in the lighthouse. Lighthouse is important. You get shot up <laughs> into the air. <laughs> yep. You get shot up into the air, into the city of Columbia. Just playing old time religion while you're 
walking through yeah, this yeah, uh, exactly this and, lighthouse. Yeah, and so so then uh, you when then when it when you get up there, you've got more music. I think "Made the Circle Be Unbroken" is the yeah. song that's like playing when you burst into the clouds and can kind of see the city yeah. for the first time. And then you connect to the city, and the only way to get into the city. Anyway, well, let's give the let's just give the yeah. full description first. So basically, you're going throughout the city trying to find Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Things are not as they appear. Yeah. Uh, you've got to fight your way through. You are being called the false prophet, yeah. the one who is leading the lamb of Elizabeth away yeah. from the fold. And so you've got to It's the daughter overcome. of the leader of the town. Yeah. So Elizabeth is actually the do- Comstock's daughter is what he's proclaiming. And so mm-hmm. the wit's trying to take her, take her away. Yeah. And so your goal is to get her away. Mm-hmm. And at first she is, she starts off, I think someone described it uh, when I was reading as like, she's the MacGuffin in the beginning. Yeah. But then she turns into far more than the MacGuffin yeah. and becomes uh, kind of a foil and a main yeah. antagonist protagonist kind of a, a mix of everything yeah she's been sheltered and kind of fed the the lies of the prophet for like her whole life and been reading books but still wants wants something more than the world that she's in yeah and she can see that through her superpowers which create tears in reality yeah so she's got this <laughs> this is a crazy story okay. for someone who has oh, never heard this <laughs> is it, yeah so, so you just got to play the game in yeah. order in order to get the commentary we're about to give you most likely have to play the game. Yeah. I think there's some commentary that we're going to give that you'll find interesting. Yeah. But, uh, but, but we'll to under, if, you, if you want to YouTube. understand the story there, you're going to have to go do some reading and watch the game or play the game. Cause it's just, it's just bonkers how it's much stuff gets packed into this thing. Deep world with a rich, rich lore base. Yeah. Oh. So, so Elizabeth has these powers, uh, that end up assisting DeWitt mm-hmm. in her trying to escape. She wants to escape. He wants to escape. Uh, he's trying to bring her back and then things start going wild and there's this uprising of the Vox Populi mm-hmm. who are this basically populist uprising against Comstock yeah. and the, the, these two factions back and forth, Comstock yeah. and the uh, established order yep. and then the Vox Populi. The Vox Populi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, so they're always at each other's throats in different ways because as you go through the tears, mm-hmm. things change. You get into alternate realities where things yeah. are different and it just goes back and forth and back and forth and you mm-hmm. end up losing track of where you are and why there's things here. And yeah, it's a yeah. mess. It's crazy. I think, I think a good way, a good way to like look at it from like a big scope of like what this, what I think that they're trying to uh, picture in the setting is just like kind of like this, this idea of the directions that America go could go in, uh, especially around the time of the civil war. Cause like you have all these, battles that take place around that time and then the clashing of ideas of like this uh of uh, like nationalism and uh versus like the states and then the people like what's what's the role of the people in the um industrial revolutions happening at the same time and so there's a lot of ideas as to like who is america who are the people uh what is their role um in the society and uh, how does technology impact that it's kind of a a big overbreath of it um, and they kind of present these these ideas at, at war with each other. The idea of like this mythic idea of what America is, of of what it of what it was, of like this almost like creating creating a re- a religion around uh, patriotism, uh, with its own eschatology, with its own uh, glories and doctrines, um, and uh, versus a vox populi, who literally means the god out of the people. Um, and their, their idea of the fact that the people, people matter because this, this grand world is happening at the expense of the people. And there's a lot of horrible racism happening. 
um, and justified by horrible, uh, uh, just horrible religious reasons. Um, which is, it's, I guess, I guess we need to define kind of a religion, I guess, in terms of this game. Like what, what do you, how do you come at like uh, Comstock? Like how would you describe Comstock's religion? Cause the, the city is pretty almost very proselyte kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, very zealous. And they pray to Abraham Lincoln and, uh, or not to Abraham Lincoln. They hate Abraham Lincoln in the sky. Yes. Right. They love George Washington, Ben right. Franklin and Jefferson. Yep. And, uh, they hate Lincoln because he was trying to emancipate the slaves. He and was they, kind of the Vox, Vox Populi's, yeah. uh, figurehead in, yep. in, in their mind, in the Vox Populi's mind. Cause he gave more power to the people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would say his religion is yeah. other than it probably most easily maps onto some kind of, uh, yeah, some kind of nationalistic mm-hmm. racist, like, like a, like a xenophobic or, yeah. uh, approach. Like it's, it's something, something along those lines. Yeah. So I don't know that any of those, I don't know what religion would most. Maybe it's more like a dictatorship disguised as, as a theocracy like it, it, he's 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 making the claim to like he's being led right by like an angel to do these things but in the end it's it's just a grab yeah, for power. it ends up feeling more like i mean even him describing himself as a prophet mm-hmm. what what at least practically ends up happening mm-hmm. is that he has a word from god that is absolutely uh unverifiable mm-hmm. so that I mean, this is this is how i would see cults like mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witness yeah. or the Mormons, where then you get one leader or even, uh, I guess, Islam could perhaps be in the same category in regards to w- what I'm talking about with someone who has a, a vision that's unverifiable, is that mm-hmm. they have some piece of knowledge that they got from a vision with a god or something. An angel or something. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. even like Buddhism yeah. is kind of like I had that there was a transcending of the mm-hmm. natural or there was some experience that the leader had that uh then becomes the defining revelation mm-hmm. upon which the rest of the religion is built. Yeah. And I think that uh that's what happens with Comstock is that he's got he's yeah he he establishes himself as that kind of leader. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing that you can do to you can't show him wrong. You yeah. can't prove him wrong because yeah. he is depending on his own standard of revelation, which, mm-hmm. which what happens is, is that he becomes the God. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about with eternals, that, yeah. that he becomes the standard of good, the standard of revelation, yeah. right? So he's not the one giving the revelation, he says, mm-hmm. but he's the one who decides what is and isn't. Mm-hmm. And if it is, then you can't go against it and he will squash your yeah. world. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that's how, that would be yeah. the, the only like religious approach yeah. I would take or see the way I would see more it defined, to others. It, yeah, more yeah. defined as like a governmental cult. Yeah. Yeah. Way. He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's definitely, uh, pushing that kind of merger of faith and politics in a way that they are, there is no line between them. There yeah. is no, there, there are no circles of authority where mm-hmm. the church has its own responsibility and sphere of influence yeah. that that is sovereign mm-hmm. and the state has their own that is sovereign mm-hmm. there is actually not that they are both combined into one yeah yeah it's definitely uh an interesting thing to to traipse through <laughs> yes yeah, so in the terms game, of what, so the they're, game, what they're doing yeah, so there's uh i don't know in terms of storytelling so this podcast is mostly about yeah uh storytelling with digital media uh first of all what do you think is the 
how how are game stories, video game stories, different or alike, or how how do you categorize them in in, in terms of a story? Because they're not they're not an efficient storytelling method, right? Like they no. like I I've been playing uh, Bioshock Infinite. That's what kind of was the mm-hmm. impetus to us getting here. I've played through it before. Yeah. I wanted it, like I said last time when I recommended it, I wanted to play through it just to kind of yeah. kind of feel it out and kind of think through the story again. Mm-hmm. But it takes me, you know, I think I'm five hours in mm-hmm. and I'm maybe three quarters or less yeah. the way through the game. I still have a lot to go mm-hmm. and the game will get increasingly harder as I go. So it means it's even it's probably going to take me another five hours to get yeah. through the rest of it. Uh, so then what... So, so it's a very inefficient means yeah. of telling a story. So why would someone tell a story with a video game? What What is a video game? Why? Why, why video game? Yeah, why video game? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, I think that, like, I'm not going to say that, like, every video game does a great job of this, but I think like, what we're getting at, like, with Bioshock is that um, what you get is a first-person narrative. Uh, obviously, it's a first-person shooter, so it's, it's a like a first person narrative where you're you're in in the shoes of a character you're seeing the world through their eyes but it also uh allows you the ability to have some wiggle room more than like a book um allows you to impact the story a little bit or gives you the illusion of impacting the story so mm-hmm. it allow it creates a connection between you and the game uh a connection uh to the actions of the character that you're that you're playing as and what's going to happen to the character in a more uh, I guess more visceral way uh, than necessarily reading a first person book. Um, and uh, because literally you're seeing the hands of the, the person in, in Bioshock's mm-hmm. case, because there's other story games that are different in yeah, right. gameplay, but um, yeah, I would, I would just, I'd see the benefit in just the fact that you get to uh, walk through another, another person's shoes and interact with a world um, that's been designed by a, yeah. by a creator but because i guess i struggle sometimes with the so i'm i'm very glad that it's being turned into a movie yeah. because this is the kind of story that that is really deep and has a lot to consider mm-hmm. in it uh and, and that i would enjoy considering that in the context of like a movie as opposed mm-hmm. to the inefficient because you can you know, get it 10 quick. hours yeah, yeah you yeah. can pack it into one yeah if it's done well yeah. I mean, they always could blow this whole thing and it not mm-hmm. be a very good movie. Yeah. But if they're able to pack in some of those ideas from Infinite especially, yeah. then I think that there would be some really interesting – there could be a really interesting exploration of these ideas in film. Yeah. Uh, but that with with the game, I think something that is both good and not good or, or a, rather a function of the, of the mechanics is that uh, on one hand, the mechanics are there to kind of give you something to do as the story goes forward. Yeah. Uh, and the mechanics become the thing that are the most interesting. Like, mm-hmm. so you, like I talked about last time, the, mm-hmm. the rail system of traveling yeah. between places up in the sky, like it's just so much fun. Yeah, you get and this crazy roller coaster, like hook arm thing that you can ride all those rails with. Yeah. It's legit. It's, oh, it's fun. You punch so, people with the, yeah, yeah, the, you've got this, too. yeah, you've got this rail hook that you yeah. can jump up onto these uh, roller coaster style rails yeah. and just travel around the area whatever part of the map you're in you can kind of travel around mm-hmm. uh and then shoot you've got, while flying yeah you're yeah. shooting so you're you jump and attack and punch yeah. people with your you know grappling arm thing uh so there, there's a lot of fun to the mechanic there's a lot of things that are fun to do mm-hmm. with the game uh but but that's the kind of yeah I, I would say that like i wouldn't i think for for video games i think obviously the, the first the point of a video game is to just 
it's like playing a game is to enjoy it and it's, yeah, it's, right, a, it's right. a it's a way to enjoy something more so than i would argue for film or for um like reading a book yeah it's, that's true. it's definitely that's true. it's a lot more enjoyment based yep. uh, than those things i get yeah uh, that's true but that's, that's why I think there's some there are some video games that transcend that and then mm-hmm. produce these worlds and these stories that you get to walk through, uh, like in this game and like The Last of Us and God of War and mm-hmm. whatever number of games that maybe we'll talk about in the future is just that they they allow you to walk through just a beautiful story. Yeah. Um in in an enjoyable way. Yeah. And so it's almost like it's uh Right. Well, it's like they layered on something more yeah. to it that, okay, it was a good game. It was fun to play, but yeah. they gave me a reason for enjoying the game that was a depth and a lore that you really walk away made me thinking want to about enjoy. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah, because Bioshock in that way, I guess we can get onto the actual kind of story dimensions mm-hmm. is that uh, what made me want to come back to it is that it begins with a baptism. You have to be baptized as you're going into Columbia that mm-hmm. first time. And there's no way around it. Like you have to, I read an interesting story about a guy who, uh, returned the game to steam. He sent a, a letter to valve to get his, uh, game refunded because he came to the baptism and he was, he said, I'm a Christian and the baptism of the Holy spirit is central to my religion. So I'm guessing he's maybe more Pentecostal or uh, charismatic perhaps, yeah. uh, using that kind of terminology. Yeah. But, but then he, so he felt it was like blasphemous for him to take the baptism in the game. Mm-hmm. And so he returned the game. So, you know, like there's, yeah, <laughs> that was just an interesting side yeah. note that I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a very interesting take on mm-hmm. being baptized in a video game. Yeah. But he, uh, so, so you're baptized in the video game. You don't have the choice. You move on. There's a lot of talk of religion. Mm-hmm. And then at the end you're, you're baptized again. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, and the story, so we should, I guess, finish the story for yeah. people who are not waiting not for that yeah. <laughs> or if they are, uh, but that, so, so that then as you go through the story, you begin to, you end up discovering that you are actually Elizabeth's father mm-hmm. and that even though you're the same age, basically, yeah, you're a little bit older than her, but yeah, you're not, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think you were mm-hmm. her father. Yeah. But then you, you turn out to be your father. Uh, she, you are because of this multidimensional multiverse. Yeah. There's these characters travel. called the Lati, uh, Lattes, uh, Lattes twins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been pioneering that like, uh, dimension warping technology in the world. And they, yeah, yeah they kind of mess with things and they're the reason why you and Elizabeth are meeting at that time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So then, so then, uh, as you end up going through it, you end up discovering that you are also Comstock. Yep. That you, uh, that back in the day there was a yep. baptism. Yep. And you had, you had taken part in the massacre that had occurred in uh, the wounded knee. The wounded, yeah, wounded knee massacre. Yep. So you've killed a bunch of innocents mm-hmm. and and turned to drinking and yeah, you're, down you're, that spiral. Yeah. So you're you're depressed. You turn to drinking. And are just a drunken, no gooder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there comes a time where you were a preacher offered you baptism and you rejected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you turned away from it because you're you say there like baptism isn't just going to easily wipe away this sin. Like yeah. you you don't know what I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in other worlds, since there are, since there are multi dimensional yeah. worlds, in other worlds, you took the baptism and you took 
the offer of forgiveness by having your sins washed away yeah. in the in the water, and you became uh, Zachary Comstock. You mm-hmm. became the one who then tries to enforce goodness and ends up uh, just inflicting pain yeah. on people. And then on the other hand, in one of the worlds, you are the leader of the Vox Populi. You're the martyr. You're like the mm-hmm. the champion of them. Uh, and so. I think that what the story, what I find the most compelling about the story, what I find really interesting mm-hmm. is that idea. And this is, this is uh, something that I read from the Christ in pop culture magazine mm-hmm. a long time, a long time ago. I'd read this and was able to go find it again. Yeah. Uh, and it was a really interesting take that the offer of the offer of baptism, the way it's presented mm-hmm. to DeWitt the first time when mm-hmm. you see it, it is a cheap grace baptism. It's yeah. just the go through the rote. Mm-hmm. of doing this and the water is what washes away your sins yeah. it's not the heart it's not god it's not it's not attaching it to any gospel mm-hmm. it's this action believing that this action wipes away the sin mm-hmm. is enough yeah and so on one hand booker's right to turn it away to say mm-hmm. i i've done things that are too bad for that to wash away my sins yeah and he turns away but then he has to go atone for his own sin because he doesn't have atonement. So the mm-hmm. only way for him to atone is either to distract himself from it by being the drunk mm-hmm. or to lead a revolt by the Vox Populi, you know, and try yeah. to like stick it to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he takes a baptism. He accepts cheap grace. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He tries to inflict cheap grace on everybody. Yep. And it's horrible, yep. right? Because there is no actual grounds for the forgiveness. It's just a, it's an empty act. Yeah. That doesn't provide forgiveness. And in a world without that kind of forgiveness, you get the elite class who are going to demand that everyone be what they want them to be. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the men of the people who mm-hmm. are just going to be the populist uprising yeah. and destroy things that way, mm-hmm. uh, which is not unlike the yeah. situation that we see unfolding in our country right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, the, so there's some really profound, like there's a lot of profound stuff yeah. happening there, uh, that is, that is, that it rewards digging into it, Yeah, You could play through the whole game and just enjoy the mechanic. Yeah. It's just like, and, oh, that was a fun shooting game. Yeah. And enjoy the like back and forth with him and Elizabeth and, uh, with the different characters you come across Yeah, and not really pay attention to that, but you can pay attention to it and find it rewarded more. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I definitely like like you're saying. It definitely it rewards uh just kind of showing like this drastic like the ends of these these two ideas, the yeah, ends right. of 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 this god of the people and the ends of this like this horribly heretical patriotism mm-hmm. uh, where America becomes a god and it's what what you worship and you worship the founding fathers. Um and it shows these like really exaggerated and you're like, "Ah, oh, that's these are these are fantastic ideas. They're not like anything achievable but like you're saying like even today we we can see that that movement and that divergence even among our christian brothers who we see uh people being treated horribly uh by a system and we could come up and through that or we can we can go come up and through this idea that that america is this holy nation that needs needs saving through a grand prophet and something other than christ Mm -hmm. um which is what the people in uh whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Columbia wanted, they wanted a savior to save them from their current circumstance in America and to whisk them away to this place in the sky, which is as a Christian, like we are not going to have that in this life. 
and so like that's that's the idea is like these is to fight for christians to fight that idea that like uh our american citizenship citizenship is above our heavenly citizenship and like to, to the lengths that that will go and that, and that's the that's the cheap faith cheap faith of like hanging on to to something that isn't christ mm-hmm. that that you hope will save you yeah and so like i think you can get some benefit from looking at that even just knowing that it was made a while ago but looking at where we're at today and yeah. there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people who are losing faith because their faith was not in in christ their faith right. was in the this how christianity was tied into what being an american was and so that's that's no longer really the case like where that's a vital part of being an american is being a christian and um so yeah i just think it speaks to today a little bit it explores a lot of those ideas really well yeah so cool Mm -hmm. yeah but something that i uh that came to mind about like the video games one of the things that i find when it works, when this happens, yeah. it's it's my favorite. And that is when the mechanic of the game uh, assists in the storytelling yeah. so that like the storytelling gets into your bones. And I don't know that I would say Bioshock does this incredibly well or not mm-hmm. in the kind of way that I like yeah. ever felt it. Uh, but that there was one game I played called The Brothers, or maybe it's just called Brothers. But it was a game on the iPhone. I think you can get it on Steam now. Mm-hmm. But it's these two brothers. Their dad is... Uh, their their mother drowned mm-hmm. a while ago and the younger brother was with the mom when she drowned. So he's terrified of water. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, the father who gets, gets ill mm-hmm. and there the medicine person comes and tries to uh, heal him, but they need a leaf from this or a fruit from this tree. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the tree of life. I mean, it's huge, yeah. a huge gigantic tree. So they've got to mm-hmm. go on this quest. And they go through all these beautiful worlds. It was a it was a really fun game. Yeah. You've got two different characters. One thumbstick controls one, one the other. Mm-hmm. And they both have different strengths and abilities. Obviously, the bigger brother is stronger. The younger brother is smaller, so he can get into places. And so you have to work together with these two brothers yeah. the whole way through this game. Mm-hmm. You get down to the end of it, and then your brother dies. So he he's killed right before you get to uh, the tree. Mm-hmm. And so you... And then they make you bury your brother. And they don't let you do it quickly. Like... You have to drag your, you dig for a little while and you mm-hmm. drag your brother's body into the grave and then you bury him. <laughs> like yeah. It just, that makes you feel it. Yeah. And then you, you're headed back. There's this big, uh, the, the, uh, there's maybe a eagle or something that flies you most of the way back. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to get up through your village and on up to your dad. Yeah. Well, you come to the water for the first time mm-hmm. and it's the first time you hit an obstacle that you always needed your brother for, right? Yeah. So you always have your brother there to get to you right on his back through yeah. water because you're terrified of water and the, you've fallen into water a couple times in the yeah. story and st- you know, and then you're here and suddenly as the gamer, you're like, what do I do without him? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and you're already, he's already made you like feel the moment. Mm-hmm. And then it demands that you as the gamer are struggling with the moment to figure out how to do something without your, without your brother. And the mechanic matching the story was so perfect. Like it was so good. It Mm -hmm. moved me so much. And so I, I love, I think that that's where gaming can do something that, uh, that other storytelling medium cannot, they're definitely not efficient, 
but they have that ability to kind of start tying some of those mechanics in so that yeah like you said it's more visceral yeah, it makes you feel like you're doing experience. action towards what's going on yeah yeah like so god of war opens with like a very similar thing where like you're like chopping down the trees to like burn uh like to create a funeral pyre for your wife and you don't realize that oh. and you're like chopping the trees down and you're like oh why am i doing this and he's like getting all angry and you come back to the place and then you you set it up and you're like oh this oh, is a man. pyre hmm. and then you put her on there and you have to like light it and watch it like happen and you're like oh, oh. man but i mean bioshock yeah. kind of does that too with uh when you lose ellie in the end hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that kind of ties us towards the end of the story in terms of what's going on with uh, ellie where you uh eventually come up and kill comstock um because he offers you like offers you to wash in the water again and he's like basically he's like i know you're gonna kill me at this point mm-hmm. like i this is this all this is all led up to this basically everything's gonna go downhill from from here i need to die for this to to go where it needs to go and so you kill comstock and uh it, it gets revealed to ellie that you are comstock and doesn't is it there that she that she, she that she realizes that you're comstock too I think so. I think so. That's actually where you realize that you're Comstock uh, is when you like look at the water and you're like, oh crap, (laughs) (laughs) this isn't good. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, then she kind of freaks out and starts running away and then uh, you lose her and then uh, you wake up in this horrible reality of, uh, and you don't know what time it is, how how long it's been, but you know that you've been missing Ellie for a long time or for a short time. Mm -hmm. To you, it seems like a short time, but then you go through this horrible world where like everyone's kind of manic and depraved and it's all like black and hushed tones and it's very kind of scary. Um, and then you eventually find her and you realize she's like, that was 60 years ago. Yeah. And she's like all old and you're like, Oh, what the heck's happened? And mm-hmm. she like opens up the door and she shows that she took over for Comstock and she's like bombing the earth below and fulfilling the prophecy that she would purge the, purge the sinful world below. And yeah, kind of bring them up out of yeah bring in yeah. bring in the apocalypse essentially yeah. on her own mm-hmm. yeah and so it kind of you're like what and so mechanically you're, you're having to deal with fights without her again and her like mm-hmm. picking up like health potions for you and finding ammunition for you so now you're struggling to get ammunition you're struggling to get all these things as mm-hmm. you're like trying to make your way towards her and so yeah. it does a very similar That's thing true. in that yeah but yeah it's fun yeah. i enjoy uh enjoy these things I, yeah i enjoy when the uh when there's that kind of connection i think that that's one of the things that can that's one of the ways storytelling can really help us or like mm-hmm. confront us is when it it leads us to expect something and then doesn't yeah. give it to us when it withholds the thing that it that we expect a good example of this and we should do maybe we should do a uh, episode on the born movies because yeah. <laughs> i because i love the the born series and i've read the one. books and the comparisons are there's i would love to do a, a talk about like a adaption of books so yeah. maybe maybe one day in the future we'll, we'll do, do that, that. There's, a, there's a lot to talk about there in the born <laughs> books total spoiler here go read the books if you want to read the books in the born books though the last uh the, the it starts with he's there's this assassin named carlos who's trying to kill him mm-hmm. and that's the whole of the story in the book one mm-hmm. and then book three we come back. Jason has grown up. He actually marries Marie. Marie does not die like in the movies mm-hmm. and he's got kids with her. And then Carlos is back and what turns out Carlos is dying and his last like mission is to kill Bourne. And so he's coming back after him. And so Jason's trying to protect his family and kind of settle the score once yeah. and for all. 
And so the whole time, dude, you hate Carlos so much. I love these moments. And, and you just, you <laughs> are just like, yeah. you want to kill this guy. And there are so many moments where Jason gets so close and Jason is just not fast enough, not strong enough, not mm-hmm. clever enough to beat Carlos. And he, and Carlos is always just like one inch ahead of him. And then it comes to the end and they're in this Russian training facility. Mm-hmm. And Jason has like befriended this one guard and, uh, is talking to him and basically telling him, dude, get out, you know, mm-hmm. get away from all this life. <laughs> get mm-hmm. Don't, don't uh, give yourself to war and to fighting. Like, don't let that become you because he's like wearing underneath that kind of burden mm-hmm. himself. Anyway, so he goes and he's fighting Carlos and you're like, okay, this has to be, I mean, this is the last time we're going to see him. Yeah. Dude. I'm almost through the book. Yeah. And, and then uh, Carlos gets away. But then because Jason, befriended this dude uh the dude saw what was going on and he flooded one of the escape tunnels that carlos was in mm-hmm. and drowned carlos and so you want that catharsis of like squeezing the yeah. life out of carlos yeah. and then you don't get it and you realize that like you have been trying to be like carlos and that's what born has been trying to do mm-hmm. and born isn't carlos and he's not as good and what makes what makes carlos such a good assassin is that he is heartless yeah what makes jason such a good person is mm-hmm. that he has a heart yeah and it had it not been for him being human with one of these guys yeah then carlos would have still made still it still made it mm-hmm. and it was jason's humanity and his drive to love and care for his wife and kids mm-hmm. and to do that, that like actually and because i was wanting that catharsis of like squeezing his neck mm-hmm. so much and then it didn't come it showed me that i was more like carlos Mm-hmm. And I needed to be more like born. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so that then the, the story itself mm-hmm. has that way of, fl- of flipping the expectation and making and revealing who you are, you know, yeah. and telling you something about yourself. Yeah. So I love it when like that happens in the video games, mm-hmm. when there's, you know, you begin to re- rely on someone or some mechanic yeah. and then you realize that you've just be, you know, that in the story you've mm-hmm. become, uh, too attached or detached mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, but yeah. yeah, you're just doing everything mechanically to get, get to that character and yeah just being ruthless yeah really exactly. really fast and efficient it happens in so many video games where you're having having to go after somebody and it's like clock sticking you're like oh, i've got to get to this person you're yeah like, right just using all the skills that you've learned to like get through all of them and be really heartless and just like, yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well that's uh bioshock infinite go play it it's a good it's a, it's a good one. fun game yeah yeah so beautifully then- just beautifully uh created yeah it's a beautiful world to be a part of a lot of fun stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of uh cool game creepy stuff yeah (laughs) some very creepy things very creepy things (laughs) (laughs) my kids have watched me play it a little bit yeah and uh there have been a couple of moments where they're like you know jump back forgot about the ghost thing in the middle of the game too there's the ghost of the mother comes out that was freaky i wasn't expecting (laughs) that and then my wife was like what are you playing she's hearing like a shrieking woman in the background yeah um it's fun yeah it's 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 to the wall with just it's got everything. It throws it's got, everything at it. Yeah, but it, it's got it, multiverse. It's got uh, time travel. It has revivalist preachers, revi- <laughs> big big political ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it crams it all. It's in got there. it all in there, and it yeah. and it works. So go it check works. it out. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite. This is just a big recommendation to go play the game. Big old recommendation. Yep, and uh, that's what we do here on Foxfire. We recommend the cool games, the cool movies, and only stuff the like coolest. That. So if you've got a game or a movie that you want us to talk about, we'd be glad to talk about them and to think about them. If you've got a question about movies, Mm -hmm. we can certainly Google an answer for you. 
We maybe, will. maybe even provide some original commentary. <gasps> original? Nah, not we're, not, we're not that good yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Season 20. Season, <laughs> season 20. 20. Stick around, folks. Original content. We'll coming. be here longer than season this. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Hold out. Until now, we're holding the coattails. The coattails of Google. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One day we'll catch up. So, anyway. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Fox Bar Farmhouse. Thanks okay. for hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go stoke the fire and uh break open the door so we can get out of here yeah hopefully we can get out of here that crazy lady's looking like she's gonna eat us (laughs) i think she's got frostbite (laughs) in her toes (laughs) see you guys bye